0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 482 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit in cooperation with the USDF. This is Glenn Geek, producer of the Dressage Radio Show. Reese and Philip are off this week, and with the WEG coming up in just a few days, the Parariders will be back in the spotlight again. Samantha Clark, host of the 2018 WEG Show, and I met up in person with many of the Parariders back in January in Wellington. It was an inspirational night, and I thought I would play it for you here on the Dressage Show for the first time. I hope some of you get to see the Parariders in the WEG in a couple of weeks. Reese and Philip will be back next week. Right after this word from Total Saddle Fit, we bring you an eating with the Paras. Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both
1: love. And here's why. The Saddle Fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. Totalsaddlefit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girths' recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time, we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available.
0: At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. This
1: is episode 24,
0: a special episode of the 2018 WEG show on the Horse Radio Network for January 23rd, 2018. This episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Horseware, and Bait Saddles. Samantha and I attended the U.S. Para Team Dinner in Wellington and recorded this special episode with many members of the U.S. Para Team and organization. What an amazing, inspiring group. I think you're going to enjoy hearing from these incredible athletes, coaches, and team members. Listen in.
1: Welcome to the 2018 WEG Show, your home for all the news and views of the 2018 World Equestrian Games. Well, we're so
0: excited to find another co-host in one of the Horse Radio Network shows here, Reese Koffler-Stanfield of the Jaws Show.
2: Hi, everybody. It's nice to be here. It's good
0: to be in person, the three of us together.
2: I know. That never happens. It's kind of awkward. I'm not in my room in my yoga pants. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
0: And we all had to go to Wellington to do it. I know.
2: It's nice to be here for everybody. It's a fun night tonight. Reese, tell us a little bit. You're here because you actually have a role in para-dressage, don't you? I do have a role. I am a member of the High Performance Dressage Committee through USEF. Um, So I'm here to meet a lot of the athletes. Um, We do a lot of work on paper, but it's nice to actually get out and see the riders and meet all their team and their family. And it's really special to be here tonight. And
0: it's fun like you on your show. It's fun for Samantha and I to, to we interview people all the time and never meet them.
2: That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's such a fun thing to be like, Oh, I'm Race from the radio show. And they say, Oh my gosh, it's nice to meet you in person. So it's really fun to see everybody. And, and eat. when you risk someone, you really learn about the horses and who they are and the people they are. So it's pretty neat. And you're down here now for the winter. Will you get a chance to uh, watch some of the riders at the show next weekend? I hope so. That's, you know, that's the beauty of being in Wellington is, you know, you have your horses to work and then there's a horse show every day, pretty much. So next week is um, a CPED, and uh, here in Wellington, they, they actually had one last week, uh, a week off this week. Everyone needed a week off and one next week. So it's another um, selection Show, it's an important show for everyone. So it'll be fun to, to see everyone out there. So
3: of course, for anyone who thinks all you do is sit around in yoga pants and just co-host the dressage show, you, you wear a lot of hats, I do. I, I,
2: I wear a lot of hats, but it's, I mean, you know, that's the, the fun part about what I get to do and the people I get to meet. So I uh, know actually I really like sitting in my yoga pants, but it happens maybe when I do the show and that's about it.
0: And we're hoping to see Reese actually in the WEG on the dressage team in,
2: uh, well, we won't be ready in <laughs> try on. But uh I, I work hard every day to have that special horse. So I really think do. You
0: got one coming up. I, I have
2: one coming up. We'll see how he does. He's uh, in doing the developing Grand Prix now, so we got a, a couple more years, but that's the plan. And Good. a few more coming up.
0: Cool. So, yeah. All
2: right. Well, you guys have a great or Olympics night.
0: or wag. We don't care. We're I I, I don't care either. Right.
2: I am not picky. <laughs> I am not picky. I just want to wear. I want to wear the U.S. Uh, U.S. flag for sure. So, but that's how everyone here wants to do as well. So, and if you fun.
0: haven't yet, head over to dressageradioshow.com and check it out. It's also on our app at the Horse Radio Network, and they have been doing that show for five six years now. So, yeah, we're yeah. about five
2: and a half years. Yeah. So, I'm still in my three month interview, which is the joke. And the they show.
0: make dressage super for fun. It's a fun show. It really well, is. We
2: try we, yeah, every week. You guys week. do. All so, right. Yeah. Thank you. You guys race. have a great night.
0: All right. This nutrition minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
4: The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissue. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
0: And we first caught up with Michelle Ocelin, who is the head
5: of Para Equestrian Coach Development. Uh,
3: Michelle, you you are the. What is your official title? With the?
5: Oh, it's uh, it's a long one. Even I don't remember the whole title. (laughs) 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 Uh, It's uh, high high performance head of coach development, and head of para equestrian. Did a
0: committee put that one together? Basically, you're in, you're in charge of
3: of training and coaching the. Yeah. Par-
5: well, par- there's team two teams. things. I'm 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 there to put a new coaching program together with a curriculum, and eventually, uh, you know, uh, something going towards some sort of qualification. It's early days, but also there as a consultant, high performance consultant to uh You know, bring basically the whole program of Pi Question program on the world stage. Um, I've been uh, head coach for the um, uh, British team for twelve years. We- we've had uh, unrelented success all these years. So hopefully, with my skills and experience, I will try to bring these guys, you know, up and above everybody else in in, um, in due course. So,
3: How different is it, um, with America being such an enormous country and um, much greener in the world of power, how different is it to apply those skills and, and what are the strengths and weaknesses, do you think, for the U.S.?
5: It's, uh, I think the biggest challenge is definitely the size of the country because everybody so spread out. And because it's early days, there aren't many riders yet. I think we probably have 20, 25. Where abroad, not just in England, but even in other European countries, there's much more depth. So it's actually easier. More depth, more riders, smaller countries. You could imagine it's just easier to manage. Here's the other way around. We have less riders and the country is about, you know, 20 times as big. So it's so a huge challenge, but not to forget in this country, there is great question, uh, legacy in all, you know, in all sectors, whether it's dressage, or jumping, you know the, the event in the country is really strong so I believe that with the question background and, and existing knowledge it's still gonna be possible to develop that that concept you know I can it, it, it will work I mean pie question dressage is dressage I mean it's dressage you know for riders with disability but you know it's no different than dressage is um, and I can see that uh, you know, with with what we have to work with, it will work. It's just a matter of time uh, and strong efforts to put it all together, basically.
3: And I've had a chance to speak to a couple of the riders tonight, and this is your second year. And they said already that the improvement that they've noticed since you've been here has been enormous, and they're really enjoying working with you.
5: And... Oh, that's yeah, that's good to hear. Yes, I, I can see it too. Uh, you know, it's second year is even less than that because I. Started in May, so it's not that long. It's half a year, more or less. But I can see in the, uh, you know, if looking at the results at, at the last two competitions, the scores have gone higher, uh, for many riders, which is great. I feel too, there's a greater sense of unity. I think that the riders are also, uh, getting more together. There's more, uh, how do you call it in English? You know, they're just sticking together more, and which makes the the velocity and the drive forward more effective because they they as a group they're stronger now. Where before you felt they were all doing their own thing in in separate directions, and that's never good for a team. So now it's uh, you know it's 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 a group effort, and uh, they sort of uh, learn from one another. You know, if one is getting better, they sort of tip one each other, and then. You know that other person improves as well it's it's a great thing to see how it's going forward in the right direction yeah horses have always been a challenge the right horses and and you know I'm sure it still is it's something you deal with all the time yes, I think you know not just in pie question but you know in a, any in any yeah it seemed to stand out a little bit yeah um to a degree i think the the biggest challenge is if you know if you want to be competitive, you just need a horse that is you know near perfect for the job basically because you know you're only as good as your horses you know whether you're a power rider or an able-bodied rider if your horse is not good enough you know, not going to make it you just can't do miracles it's a it's a performance um, uh, related sport not just for humans but for equines and you could be a top you know uh, human athlete but with a horse that is more moderate in terms of scope and and the uh, ability it's just not going to happen you can't do miracles so you know you need an athlete in terms of equine uh standards as well and that's the biggest challenge is to find a horse that is as good as what is required to you know get into achieving medal winning uh standards
3: yeah and those horses are expensive
5: (laughs) everything's expensive in life (laughs) (laughs) and horses (laughs) especially. yeah horses really (laughs) If you want a fast car as well. if you need a good car. <laughs> it's expensive. True. True. Uh, and if you want to win the race, uh, or the Formula One race, you know, you can't do that with an old banger that's just going 20 miles an hour. You need a fast car that's got, uh, you know, a lot underneath the bonnet. And it's the same with horses. They're just bred for the job and people know what they have and breeders know what they have. If they have a top horse that is a well bred horse is always an expensive horse because the stud fees are very expensive. A uh, top broodmare is an expensive horse as well, so you know it, it's it, it's going to be expensive to have a top horse. Absolutely, just as it's expensive to buy a top car that's going to go fast and win your race. Mm.
3: And you're going to travel around the country, training um, the different riders at their bases a little bit, or overseeing yeah. them.
5: Yes, uh, I've I've been doing that already. I just go from you know coast to coast and try to. Raise the bar uh, east and west but also I've uh, put up a new uh, online judging program for the riders and that's just to give them a chance to establish their standards and know where they are uh, without having to travel too much because you've got riders that are out on the west coast or in the midwest uh, and some of them are just not exposed to anybody to to, to see what they're doing is worth so by competing online uh, and being judged by a European judge for instance with you know a current standard of of judging then those riders will know what what their test is worth so that means they don't have to travel they can do a test online and with the mark they receive from those judges then they'll know what the improvement is in terms of you know what do they have to do to get to move let's say from 65 to 70% Whereas before, they had no idea. They would do a little bit of dressage with local judges, but it just wasn't realistic. So now they know exactly where they stand, and they can have a good strategy in place and a target, knowing what they have received from those judges.
3: What more do we have to do to sort of raise exposure about power riders in America, do you think? And is that part of something that you're trying to do?
5: Um, yes, I mean, it's... Uh, to expose the sport more, you need it's it's a, it's a difficult one because you you need you to have exposure. You need to have success first. If you take standard of of European countries, they've been televised quite a lot in the last few years, and and going through social media and the press as well. But that's because they've they've had the results. If you are in a country where the results are not there yet, you know nobody's going to want to buy your sport and 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 put it on the. Media stage—that's the problem. It's actually hard because you know, how do you succeed? You have got to succeed first to be recognized. Yeah, it's almost a catch-22. that yep, way. It's Yeah, it's a catch-22. Absolutely. So let's get some results and some medals, and then you know, you'll have the media on your backside. Hope is no all for what
0: you just said there. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, no good problem. luck this year. Thank you very much. We yes, it's a pleasure. Yeah. We'll pleasure. see you at the Wag. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And next, we caught up with para-riders Pam Harton, whose video you've probably all seen, and we'll talk a little bit about that, and also Ellie Burmer.
3: Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. Let's uh, talk to you, Pam. I think Hope told us you're uh, approaching YouTube infamy,
2: I think.
3: (laughs) Not for the way you wanted it to be, but you actually... um, you wrote a very, uh, interesting introduction to your YouTube video. You said that the first day you, you rode your test, you didn't make the marker at sea. And the second your horse made sure you, you made it because he dumped you right on it. Do you want to explain? No,
6: actually he didn't. That's unfair. He oh, did I'm not sorry. dump me. I chose to go off at sea. Um, I A voluntary dismount. It, it was a tuck and roll voluntary <laughs> dismount. I knew I, I knew I had to get off. And so I, um, if you slow down the video, I've, I've approached it many different times, as you might imagine. I've I seen bet. it a few times, <laughs> and you might <laughs> not fall off. Like yes, yeah, like where could I have changed it? The- what <laughs> could I have done to make it different? And if you notice, when he does make the turn, it's almost as if he were doing a canter pirouette turn, which I was not prepared for because we were supposed to go straight on this short side, and. And so I got kind of thrown on his neck Um, because my one of my main disabilities was the left. I knew if I was on the right side of the horse, I had to throw my body to the left because if I was going to hurt anything, it better be the left. I can't break the right or someone has to live with me and dress me. So I threw my... You can see in the video about halfway, I finally get my legs underneath me and I try to push up, but then he hits that eighth gear and he's just gone. And then I realized... Okay now it's time for me to choose, and I knew that letter C was pla I know the c I know the letters were plastic. my problem was I didn't want to hit the judge's box, which is wood. so I was very careful i did, but believe me, I aimed for that, but <laughs> my golly, who thought I would have hit it like that <laughs> I mean it's shattered. Um, I tucked and rolled I surprisingly i have I rode the next day, I walked and trotted the next day. I so walked, the letter I,
0: itself didn't do any injury either no.
6: No, no, I have, um, I have some residual swelling. I uh, Went to a massage therapist today. Um, I had, strangely, my right leg, which I didn't think I hit at all, was swelled up the first day, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to be able to ride. And then I woke up the next morning, fine. I mean, all joking aside, it was pretty terrifying. To it watch. was terrifying, of course, and it, but it was. But it is something that happens in every discipline. It's going to happen whether you are able-bodied, because I ride able-bodied classes. It happens in jumpers. It happens in eventing. It happens in carriage drivers, as you said. It happens everywhere. And we are athletes. It's going to happen to us as well. And that's what I want people, the support, international support I have had, um, Ninety nine percent of it has been so positive. Yes, I did this last week, or you know, oh my gosh, you know, um, I have a daughter. What I've seen also is I've had a daughter. I have a daughter. She's always wanted to ride, and I've always been afraid to let her ride until how you took this, and now she's starting lessons.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it just proves. Your character, your attitude, your, your bravery, and, you know, we commend you. I think it's, it's
6: not just mine. Anyone, in, anyone out here, any parent, it's a huge leap of, of faith, and you only do it because you love it. They, because we were little girls or boys who loved it as little girls or boys, whether we were disabled as children or disabled later in life. You don't want to give that up, and it, you still have that dream. And every time I get on a horse, is is the time I feel like everybody else. Every time, still, it's, I'm almost sixty. What made your horse spook? Do you know? I don't. <laughs> oh, God. I know that uh, four other horses spooked in in the same area. Course, um, everybody was warned warned a, warmed a little bit. Yeah, everybody <laughs> was warned a little bit because obviously I took the bad spill. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And he's never done it before. I have honed him for two and a half years. Never been off his back. I haven't been on a, off a horse in four or five years, and that was definitely my Arabian. Welcome <laughs> to the world the of horses, right? Yeah. Well, I have been off many, many horses. Arabians. It's why I knew the tuck and roll. It's why I knew how to do that because Arabians are just. Well, Girl Scouts taught me how to do that, but but Arabians really. Has anybody you know, in Hollywood it. from
0: the stunt world called you? <laughs> <laughs> new <laughs> job new job
3: maybe
6: you should, <laughs>
0: should have we're glad you're okay we're glad the well, horse yeah. is okay I'm gonna show switch. tomorrow. good good luck on you. the same horse
6: on the same horse yeah yeah um different arena uh it is a different arena oh, just because it's the national show <laughs> good. um i'm showing the national show uh this weekend and and we are I'm, I, my my coach melanie mitchell her she and i talked about it and said you know we just want this weekend to be fun so i'm gonna ride him more relaxed instead of i have three loops on my rein so i'm gonna ride him a little more um just more relaxed yeah and uh and just have fun for the weekend and then next weekend we'll have the international para tests and uh WEG qualifiers well, good well, luck
0: with it, uh, good luck and well done. And you might hit a hundred thousand views by the time this is done.
6: I have hit five hundred thousand. Is it five hundred? It is now? over five hundred thousand. I didn't know it, it was five hundred thousand. O- it's over five hundred thousand. Wow! Um, I've had over four thousand shares. She might be on Ellen next time. We yeah. <laughs>
0: Ellen does like doing those stories.
6: Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel likes this too. Yeah. So any shout out to anybody <laughs> yeah, out we'll, there. Yeah, we'll
0: just throw it out to the world and see anytime what happens. Anytime
6: we can, I, I'm telling you, anytime we can talk about para, I think a conversation about para is, is important and, and it's the only way we're going to grow this sport. Well, we just spoke to
3: Michelle Asseline, mm-hmm. and then he was saying, you know, the, the best way to get exposure is to win medals. But I mean, that's not exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. But anytime we can talk about it, that's any good. Any
0: exposure is good exposure.
6: It is. And I believe, I, I believe we are heading towards the middle, so I'm with him I, totally. I think I think everything is heading in that in that general dis- direction, and I want to do anything I can possibly do to do that.
0: Well, let's not do that again. Let's <laughs> no, try a different route. No, okay. right, no,
6: right. we don't want to ever do that again. <laughs> I can tell you that is not something I. <laughs> what do they say? You know, don't don't do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this was done by Much stunt doubles. Enough.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Pam. We thank appreciate you. it
6: let's
3: bring ellie and ellie you're sitting here quietly um tell us a little bit about your horse and what you're riding Um, in and
7: yes well it's kind of been a season of sorry my frog in my throat um Um, it's kind of been a little season of change for me because um my horse who's been my um my my good international horse for three years unfortunately has been recovering from an injury um, that has taken longer than anticipated. So um, he was in rehab in Ocala all summer, so I was doing the four-hour drive once a week to check on him. Because you and live here in Wellington. I live here in Wellington, yeah. yeah. And so I was listening to a lot of books on tape and <laughs> uh, things like that. So um, my Aunt Karen, who is very kind, um, loaned me her. Um, she gave me her mayor, Jenny, Argentinia, who has a really interesting history to her. She was originally bought at the Hanoverian auction in Verdun um, by Perry Thomas, who was Debbie McDonald's longtime sponsor um, as a prospective Olympic horse for Adrian Lyle. And so she is a wonderful horse, a beautiful mover. But in terms of the FEI Grand Prix, she never quite got the collection for the canner. She's a little bit long in the back. And so... Then her second career was they bred her. She had one baby, and then she had a uterine infection, so they did not breed her again. And so then my Aunt Karen wanted to get into dressage, so Adrian was like, why don't we pull Jenny out of the pasture, and we'll make her an amateur dressage horse. And so she, Karen rode her through third level, and then um, that was kind of Jenny's max. And then they were going to retire her, so she went out to the ranch in Montana for seven months. And then I was still rehabbing this injury from Louie. And Karen was like, oh, well, you know, we've got all these horses coming from River Grove to Wellington. They've chartered a plane. There's an extra spot on the plane. Why don't we send you Jenny? And I was like, oh. Okay. I'll take that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. And, and so we've been together for about two months, and she is loving the pair of life. She, I've got my, ma, my massage therapist who speaks to her in a nice French accent and gives her peppermints, and she really likes the pressure. I'm trying to. I'm currently a grade four, which is Pam's grade, and I'm looking at next week. Um, I've got the classifiers looking at me, possibly dropping me down a grade to the grade three. Why are so. you a grade four? Um, so grade four is mild multi-limb impairment. I have cerebral palsy that affects my left side, um, and also a little core involvement. So I have a weak left leg, a weak left arm, poor coordination, a little bit involving the right side too. So what do you do
0: to compensate for that? Because dressage is all about balance and getting that balance. So what- It's a
7: constant battle. So, um, I do have some small adaptive equipment, like I have, um, magnetic stirrups, on tight um, so I yeah. don't have to put a ton of weight in my stirrups, which is nice. Yeah. And then you also, um, like on the left side, I use an offset spur because I can't turn that ankle. And then if I have a double bridle, I'll use a converter rein. So I can, I have a single rein. The Jenny, I've been doing her in the snapple. In the para, we can go in either the double or the snapple. So it's nice to have both options in the FEI. I know a lot of people would like that for the able bodied FEI group too. Um, and so with her, I've only had her for two months, and she was retired on the ranch for seven months, so we've been getting her back into shape, and I've been learning these new tests with hopes of being reclassified, And um, but she, like I said, like, she was bought as an Olympic prospect, so she's a beautiful mover, and she has a lot of potential to be a really good horse for the United States, which, of course, I'm really excited about, so we're taking our time with her, developing her a little bit, and hopefully... um You know, if we can't make it out for Wag, we'll make it out for 2020. But it's it's been an interesting season to change, so it's been good. How long
3: How long does it take Jenny to adapt to the to your aids and your?
7: You know, Jenny is a chestnut mare. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> enough said. Yeah, there you go. That <laughs>
0: answered that question.
7: And she's actually decided she really likes the program and so Jenny's made this decision and so and so she's agreed that pair is a good thing for her. So she's I, if Jenny disagreed, I don't yeah, know how this yeah. would work. <laughs> and then
3: so you'll when your horses rehabbed, you'll have yeah, two horses. Hopefully, yeah. You.
7: We'll see. Um it's it's been a tough go of it with him. Um he had um meniscus tear and um also bilateral suspensory um issues as well and so um it's been a tricky long road for him but he keeps making gradual improvement and as long as he keeps making small improvements i'll keep working with him you know he'll tell us if he's not if he's not going to be back so you know it's really nice to take the pressure off any kind of timeline with him
0: Great. Well, good luck with yeah. the mare.
7: thank you. We'll be following. Wonderful. Great to talk to you guys. All right, thanks, you too. Ellie. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Equestrians at every level aspire to create the ultimate harmony between horse and rider, and Bates' saddles are here to help you achieve that harmony. That's why Bates offer highly specialized saddles for every discipline, engineered to bring out the best in you and your horse. The Bates' dressage range will raise your expectations forever. Beneath the traditional lines and elegant appearance, the Bates Dressage saddles deliver modern innovations for horse comfort and performance. The new Bates Dressage Plus and Bates Mono Plus feature luxurious, grippy, double-lined leather and adjustable ergonomic stirrup bars for effortless rider alignment and increased support of your optimal dressage position. The time-tested Bates Isabel continues to give riders a unique deep seat, sitting you in a central and balanced position. In addition to the care cushion system and easy change fit solution found throughout the Bates range of saddles. Revolutionize your riding experience and fulfill your true potential in Bates Dressage Saddles. For more information, visit BatesSaddles.com. That's Bates, B-A-T-E-S, Saddles.com. So we have a couple of young riders that are joining us here tonight at this event in Wellington. And we have Riley Garrett with us. How old are you now? You're 17.
8: I'm 17. Yes. And how long you've been riding? I've been riding for probably six years.
0: Six years. Yes. All in para or, or able body no. as well.
8: I, well, I was training as an able body rider and then Hope here interviewed me and. Got me introduced to the whole world of para. Help does that. Yes.
0: That's what she does. She recruits yeah. people. She recruits. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So
8: when I was 13, I went to my first CDI and sat down in the judge's box with Christy and watched and timed the freestyles, and that's how I fell in love with para.
0: And why are you para?
8: I have muscular dystrophy, Bethlehem myopathy, okay. and I was born with it. Okay. Yeah. Is that unusual, by the way? It, it can be, yeah. because my brother, my sister, and I all have it, which shouldn't always happen, but because it did, it is rare. Do they ride? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just me. But they're big fans. Yes. yes.
0: Now, you've ridden the Tryon, right?
8: I have, yes.
0: So is that something you're aiming for again
8: here? I, I am, yes. I. It was so much fun. I mean, the experience was great. I loved it. I didn't have big expectations for any of it and, you know, the outcome was amazing. And so, I would do it all over again. Tell us
0: about your pony. <laughs> so,
8: piston. P- piston. Wait, what
7: was piston. the outcome? You
3: said the outcome.
8: What the, was outcome. the outcome. Well, I, I ended up doing well. I got You um, go <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, I got second place the first day, second place the second day, and first place the third day. That's And fantastic.
0: She's an underachiever, obviously. <laughs> I want
8: won- <laughs> I nice. won That's fifth overall in the entire competition, and I won the Sportsmanship of the Year award. Yay! Oh, Riley! That's,
3: That's the best award to win, I think.
8: I was Good so I was so shocked, but I was so proud of myself for Good. showing that, and that everybody did see that. So, yes. Okay, now you can tell us about Piston. <laughs> okay, so Great name, Piston. By the way.
1: Yeah.
8: Yeah, he's he's a sweetheart. I've had him for almost a year. Um, I got him March of last year. So, we've been doing really well together and he's my first horse. So, it's new to me, it's new to him. He used to belong to a working student, so the whole kid thing is new to him, but he loves the attention. So, <laughs> it's good. And competing, he loves it. He loves having attention on him and he struts his stuff, you and know. What grade are you? I'm a grade 3. 3. Yes. Yes. That's
3: wonderful. Well, Glenn, when you said we have young riders, you weren't exaggerating. Our second guest, David, you at the moment can't even compete at WEG because you're not old enough, but you turned 16 in July. So you'll just scrape through. Am I right? That's correct.
9: Yes. Tell us why you want to try and compete at the WEG in para riders. Well, I've, I haven't been riding Para for that long, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting out there and working with my trainer to eventually get to uh the next Paralympics. So and WEG is a solid stepping stone towards that.
3: And you're down here in Wellington, are you competing in the in the two shows this weekend?
9: Um I'm actually not competing this weekend. Um but my first international competition will be at Global uh next week. That's it. that'll be your first international? Yes. And tell us a little bit about your horse. Uh, so currently I'm riding uh, Susanna Hamilton's, uh, my trainer's Grand Prix horse, uh, Lord Loxley, uh, who normally competes Grand Prix, but he's switching it up a bit and doing grade one para.
3: Why does Lord Loxley sound familiar?
9: Um, he's a breeding stallion. Uh, he's quite famous. He's a great horse.
3: Wow. So not, you're riding a breeding stallion. That's incredible. Yeah. How does he, is he well behaved? Is he stallion-y? Or? He's
9: an... He's an absolute angel, and although he might look up a mirrors a little bit, uh, it's nothing to worry about. He's a great horse. <laughs> and why are you a grade you one? You sound like a seasoned
0: uh, campaigner.
9: Yeah, he does. You he don't does, sound yeah, like a 16-year-old. So uh, why are you grade one? Um, so I have severe scoliosis, and then I also have a severe deformity in uh, both my left and right arm. In my left arm, I'm missing uh, my radial bone, and my uh, thumb never grew. So this entire arm is very weak, and then I'm also... Uh, missing several muscles in my right hand and uh, the bones are fused at my elbow and uh, rest. What do you have
0: to do to compensate? Because that's quite a bit.
9: It is. So I ride with loop rings which helps with the gripping portion and then I have to work out a lot to keep uh, the strength in my shoulders which hasn't worked out very well because um, I lack a lot of stability there which is another reason why I'm a grade one. So I couldn't uh, uh, holds a very okay, heavy okay, Davis. Now
0: Riley's over there bragging about all of her achievements there at that show. And when do you have time? You're in
9: college. I'm not actually. you're not i'm I'm a high school student, but I do take some college classes. Okay, so, so
0: you're a high school student with a full boat there. take college classes and you're riding. When do you have time to do all this?
9: Um, whatever vintages allow me. So currently, I'm uh, getting by with about a month off here in Wellington to compete uh, for a WEG qualifying from CPDI, and I'm very thankful for that. But it's quite it's quite a lot to manage. What is the age for WEG? By you the go back way, to is it sixteen.
3: you ride this amazing stallion at horse show. Yeah. They must be like you are the. <laughs> I've got I've got of lots of pictures.
0: Shape, I'm not to say yeah, that. <laughs> and. and uh, what is the age? Is it for six what? for what? Is 16, it 16? Right? Yep. Yeah. So I'll just barely make it. Oh, I, I actually thought it was older than that. But, uh, but we're glad you're going to be really making it. So that'd, be ter- we'll that'd be great. That'd be terrific. For
3: you. What a great story. Yeah, it is a
0: great story. Both great stories. So we hope to see you both.
3: Yes. At yes. Try keep on. up the great work. And thanks Thank for coming you. to talk Thank
0: to us. you. Thank you. Thank well, we're, we're, we're at this event in Wellington. We're also talking a little bit about para driving, and there are a, a lot of competitors around the world that do para driving and para dressage, uh, both, and para riding, you know, dressage. And Megan Benge is one of those that we've had on our driving show a thousand times over the years, <laughs> it seems like. And now you're here riding, you're, you're, you're riding. You're doing ridden dressage at this point. What, why the conversion? Why the changeover?
10: Um, no specific reason, just something else to do, I guess, to see how far I could go. Uh, it is my driving pony that I'm riding, so just a special pony.
0: How long have you driven?
10: Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I started showing in 1998 driving. So and, and you've done
0: CDEs as well as paradressage dressage or pair driving?
10: Yeah, in this country there is no para driving. Like you have compete in regular shows and um I competed single, I competed our pony stallion up to advanced level and then I switched to pairs and my riding pony is actually part of my pony pair that I've competed advanced for a couple of years.
0: And Megan's being a little humble. She is very well known in the driving world. So
10: <laughs> she, Probably more infamous than. Anything else. <laughs> well, we spoke to our um,
3: spotlight driver Paul May, and he was telling us about when he's doing the dressage in uh, driving, and how complicated it is with all the reins and the whips and the signals. And um, I was flabbergasted about how complicated it is. How much crossover is there, and helpful is it for you from your driving background to now riding
0: dressage, or is it more the other way?
10: I think both of them have. Strong points and driving is kind of nice because you, when you're sitting behind them, you can actually see what their body is doing. Like, you know, when they someone says to me, "Oh, you know, your pony's going out at shoulder." Well, when you're sitting behind it, you can really see what they mean. And um, sometimes, you know, it's a little harder to feel that. Um, but the con, like the contact and like your aids and stuff, are completely different riding because you have your seat and legs and. Or not as some the case might be but yeah and all these years that you've been driving have you been riding at all or not i actually started out riding uh, when i was about six maybe and i did like therapeutic riding and then got my own pony and then i had back surgery and most of my spine is fused and actually that my mom got us into driving cause she had that pony trained to drive and it just kind of went from there. We still have that pony's 28 this year, so I uh, I don't know. I kind of like did the para worlds, and after that was kind of like switched to a pony pair, and kind of was feeling like I don't know. I wanted to try something different, and my one pony I had started riding to help her with the driving, and she was just like really great at it, just in. A good size for me, but also, like, instead of being like a little pony mover, she's actually a dressage, like, suitable. So,
0: why are you a para?
10: Um, well, I'm I'm four feet tall. <laughs> I have um, pseudochondroplasia. Where does that put you? I'm actually kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but dwarfism is usually grade four, but I'm actually under another profile because of my back surgery back. and my hips and stuff. So I'm in grade three.
0: Yeah. I thought that that would add to it. Yeah.
10: Yeah. In my um, uh, grading was a whole ordeal. So, so do, you,
0: do you... It's a pony, actually a pony that you ride now. Yeah, she's whenever. 13 too. Okay. That was my question. Yeah. As cute as a Dickens woman.
10: Yeah. We kind of <laughs> are our own... I don't know. Our own march to our own beat i guess my out with all the warm bloods my little palomino so (laughs) you won't miss us that's for sure
0: (laughs) most ponies do well megan good luck this year thank you with everything that's happening and we also have my friend charlotte here hi charlotte
11: Hello, Glenn.
0: Goodness good to see you down in Wellington. Charlotte and I are good friends and we see each other all the time in Ocala. Uh, Charlotte, and actually Charlotte is the one that put Jennifer and I and our horses up during the hurricane. So oh. we bunkered at their place and, and survived and did blow away. Yeah. yep. so it was uh, it was well it was appreciated by all of us. So Charlotte, tell us about your horse.
11: My horse's name is Firewalker.
0: Which is a great name ever. Yeah,
11: he came from Germany with that name. I can't read anything on his passport, but I can read his name. Um, he showed through third level before I got him. And he's great because, you know, looking for a para horse, you want something that's trained, but something that can take a joke. And um, he's has the best hat on his shoulders, and we go hacking all over the place. and
0: And he's a little guy, right? Yeah, I was being sarcastic. He, I know. How big is he? He's a
11: pony trapped in a horse's body. He's um, a hefty seventeen two three. Okay, so now
0: let's. We have to tell everybody Charlotte's in a wheelchair, paralyzed from
11: the waist down. Waist so I'm down. a paraplegic at in T twelve L one.
0: What the heck do you do? Take an elevator to get on him? What do you
11: do? <laughs> they um, there's mounting ramps that are built, but my dad actually built mine, and it's. It would oh, to be higher. It's not ADA. <laughs> it's no. it's quite high. It would have to be yeah. to
0: get on an eight, almost 18 horse. <laughs> but
11: that's, you know, I knew almost right away that he was perfect because when I went to try him, I get in the back of a pickup truck and have <laughs> them someone bring the horse up. Because, you know, when I go to barns they don't have ramps. so And that's what I'm doing down here in Wellington, too, is I get myself up into the bed of the pickup truck, put my chair in the truck, get back in my chair, and then have someone bring him up next to the truck. And he was like, okay. I got this.
0: And that's why Charlotte looks like a bodybuilder in the upper part. Yes, <laughs> she does. <laughs> so now what have, what challenges do you have? How do you stay in the saddle? Everybody wants to know that.
11: Well, as all the listeners know, riding is not about hanging on. Right. Um, so I have, um, I have a, there's some, it's heavily regulated by the FEI. Um, but So I have some dispensation aids I have a solid bar on the front of my saddle and then um, straps that go over my thighs uh, but they can only cross an inch by an inch and then my feet are rubber banded into my stirrups and my stirrups are tied to the girth um, but in it all is regulated so that it breaks if need oh, that was be my question. Yeah, if you and I've, I've tried that once yeah did it um, work? and it, everything broke and it all yeah. did you break? did you nope. try that intentionally? Or? of course not <laughs> <laughs>
0: Charlotte is a bit of an aero so that actually was a good question <laughs> and you did your your accident actually came as a result of a four-wheeler right
11: yes I was a passenger on a four-wheeler oh you
0: I didn't know you were a passenger yeah I thought you 10 were years crazy, ago I thought you were the crazy driver nope. no, no okay uh, but you are you love skiing you love doing all kinds of stuff
11: Yes. Um, before I moved to Florida, I lived in Vermont, and I was uh, vice president of the Northeast Disabled Athletic Association. And so I've done—I um, played hockey for a while, sled hockey. Um, I've got Nordic skiing, cross-country skiing, and lots of swimming,
0: and you, and marathons.
11: Oh yeah, and hand cycling, tons of hand cycling. I've done three marathons
0: on my hand you cycle. Are amazing. Yeah. You remember, really
11: so I'm sure
3: you've had of Claire Lomas in Britain. Oh, yeah. I just read her yeah.
11: book. Yeah. She's incredible, too. Yeah, that book was great. The exoskeleton, because she yes. did the, for anyone that doesn't know, Claire Lomas was hurt as an event rider and then did the London Marathon in an exoskeleton. And, in 10 days. And yeah, which was incredible. The, her book is great. Yeah. It's called Finding My Legs. And she does the skiing, too. Uh, finding And now she legs. does
3: motorbiking,
11: Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Cool. You it's want um daredevils. Well, yeah, it's in the eventing blood, you know. <laughs> and you were an
0: inventor, too, so that's. I yeah, bad. I just
11: I I rode. I was an event writer for a living. I did it for a living. It. Yeah.
0: Well, Charlotte, good luck this year.
11: Thank you, and, then, and
0: we'll see you at lunch uh, in two weeks.
11: Yes, for when we get ready for the cruise. Yes. Yeah,
0: Charlotte's going on the horse lovers cruise with us. So that we're gonna be have too a... tame
11: for you. I can't imagine <laughs> <Yeah>. you cruising.
0: <laughs> we'll have fun. Shoot what did you say though? The one port you want to do parasailing, so there you go. <laughs> yeah,
11: I wanna want, want do parasailing. Yep. So
0: it's not tame. <laughs> well thank you
11: both for thank joining us. Thank you guys.
0: Us. Appreciate oh, it. Oh,
11: thank you so much for your support.
0: In the world of horse racing and elite equestrian sports, it's all about how to prepare and repair. Ice Vibe is a truly portable and highly efficient circulation therapy system for your horse. Before activity, prepare to prevent damage by using the Ice Vibe's vibration pads. Repair after the event by using the unique combination of cold packs and vibration to minimize swelling and encourage blood flow. And because it's battery powered, Ice Vibe is truly portable. The essential and affordable tool to prepare and repair. Ice Vibe. You can find out more details about Ice Vibe at ice-vibe.com or horseware.com. Or ask your local tax shop or online supplier for more information about Ice Vibe Circulation Therapy from Horseware. And next, we had the pleasure of catching up with George Williams, President of the United States Dressage Federation.
3: So, George, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. You're here as president of the U.S. Dressage Federation, but also yes. supporting your rider, Mary Jordan, who I think does a, a lot of para-dressage, but also a lot of able-bodied dressage. And I think that's um, a direction we're seeing a lot more of and that's something you hope to bring a lot more of, a, a more crossover between able-bodied and para-dressage.
12: Um, but first off, it's great to be here. Thank you. Um the I think that it's, for us, the way we look at it, Mary works with me and also with my daughter and also with my wife, Roberta, so she really works with the whole Williams team. Um, and our, our feeling is that it, it's, um, some of it is making sure that they have opportunities to compete, enough opportunities. Um, Mary is at a level that's very equivalent to our third level, uh, so... It, it works quite well for her to be able to switch in for the able-bodied and, and tests, and, and also with
0: the para tests.
12: Um, so it's it's easy to go back and forth.
0: Is so it's part, of, is part yeah. of the goal. Follow up with what you just said. is part of the goal having more para options at able-bodied shows, more para classes. I, I think that that would
12: like to see it go in that direction.
0: Yes, definitely, yeah. as opposed to. Going through all of the, the the work it takes to do a separate show. It makes sense to do. Um, on,
12: on a national level, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think on a, on the FEI level, it,
0: it would stay. I and mean, one of the is, disadvantages of, course, of us having a, such a huge country, too, Yeah, is that. Where, where they can get away with that in smaller countries. Yeah,
12: yeah. and I, I think it, part of it is also making sure that, that the different show management in, on the national level are... Um, are um, Able to do it and are able to feel it. They can put it on and understand it and understand yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a way. Is that to getting go, better but and
0: easier or more? Is there more understanding?
12: Uh, um, I think it's definitely moving in that direction. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Of course, as big supporters a
0: Para, we're happy to see that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I, I imagine you know with the new head coach with Michelle, everything's moving forward and going. You know, how do you feel like U.S. power is going? I'm looking
12: forward uh, to WEG. Well, I think it's definitely, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely going in the right direction. I think having Michelle on, it seems to me, I'm I'm watching more, a little bit more from the outside, but it certainly looks like it's in the right direction and bringing in one of the best in the world at it and one of the most successful certainly can, it's certainly going in the right direction. I think ultimately, (laughs) yes, exactly. Ultimately, I think it will pay off, yeah, and it will... End up having a very strong team, but I, I do think that the, the whole para in this country, anyway, the para is in a, in the process of a major change. It's transforming and, and, um, I think
0: becoming more.
12: And more of, recognized and, and probably more internationally competitive. Yeah.
0: We're going to be doing a fundraiser at, uh, Tryon in April at the test event in Tryon in preparation for the WAG for the Para. And that's been one of the challenges. We haven't talked about that yet tonight. It's been one of the challenges for Para is actually the funding. Yeah. Um, and it is for a lot of the disciplines, but I, th- I think for Para too, we've seen it more. And that's why we try and help any way we can. It, how do, how do you overcome that? What? Sponsorships, owners. I say
12: sponsorship, but, you know, with the Dressage, and, and um, I also am the coach, national youth coach for Dressage. We have an assistant youth coach as well, Charlotte Bridal, who works with me. Um, you know, we, we were very fortunate in that recently we just received a major sponsor to help us with our programs, but it's a constant battle. I, I think... Whether you're doing youth dressage, para dressage, the senior high performance, our, our teams trying to go for the way, the senior teams, we're, we're all in sort of the same boat, looking for more sponsorship, more help. Um, in dressage, we've been very fortunate in our national coach, technical advisor, Robert Dover, has been very active in helping us raise funds. Um, but it is
0: it's an ongoing problem. Yeah. 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 As, yeah. as the guy who sells the ads for the Horse Radio Network, I get it. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah,
3: Mary, thank you so much for joining us. You are one of the old guard. You were back with us in 2010. <laughs> Seems like forever ago, but welcome back. And taking another shot at it for this this September in try-on?
13: Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me here with you this evening. This is a great opportunity. You were on when we had
0: no listeners back 10 years ago. <laughs> Now we have some, so well, so we're glad you came back. So Mary, tell us what what are you riding now?
13: I'm riding an absolutely huge horse, Rubicon 75, and uh, learning things every day and just having a wonderful uh, experience riding How huge? this horse. I'm picking an elephant. 18 now, hands. But, oh,
0: that's huge. Holy okay, so that that and uh... very
13: leggy. Um, Rubicon's really inspiring. He's uh, I think making me a better athlete and a better rider. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. And you were at the Nationals in Kentucky uh, at the end of last year now, 2017,
3: and you switch back and forth between able-bodied and para dressage. How easy is that to do, and
13: is there any difference at all? Um, U.S. Finals was my second time, and I was the first para to actually ride in U.S. Finals in 2014 and, and 2017. Uh, but it was a great opportunity because – um, in talking with my coaching team here at Williams Dressage, um, it was a goal that we set for ourselves. Like, could we go to U.S. finals and compete and compete well? And, um, you know, many times in Para, you go to these, uh, n- regional and national shows and you may be the only rider in your class. And you might be in the last class of the day. And so, hooray, you get another blue ribbon. But, you know, testing yourself is an important opportunity for growth. And when I've gone into these able-bodied classes, there are a lot of people in them. And you have to ride well and you have to compete well to rank. And... Um, So that was an opportunity that I had to ride those tests and qualify. And then one thing led to another. And, you know, we qualified. We rode in a group of over 20 riders at the U.S. regional championships out in Iowa. And that qualified us for U.S. finals. So it it was part of our development and seasoning and growth for the horse and myself. And I learned a ton on and off the horse. In this process.
0: Well, we're looking forward to following
13: you again this year. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'm
0: glad we're all still here, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) One well, we're going to close out this special episode we're doing here in Wellington with the Para's. We have Roberta Hoot Williams, who is on the U.S. Para Dressage Sport Committee, right? Yes, correct. And also, we have Hope, who's president of all things Para in the entire United States. We've known her for a thousand years. It seems like yes, we have.
9: Yeah, yeah, women (laughs) with
0: all the power. That's right. That's right. So, Roberta, let's talk about you. What's the committee do?
14: Uh, well, it's a multifaceted committee. It's a relatively new committee, and there are people that are from the old guard on it. I'm new guard. I'm new to the para world. Uh, first introduction, actually, my first introduction goes back to the 1990s when we did have a form of para dressage at the North American Young Riders Championships. But now I'm more involved in it because of Mary Jordan, and through my other committee work, I think they probably put me on this committee because I'm very good with rules and systems. So we are it's now... That's why I'm
0: not on any committees. Same.
14: <laughs> well, I was a former chief steward and I was a TD. Okay, and there you go. So at any rate, what the committee is now trying to do is, and, and I might be mistaken, but We're trying to make things more transparent. We're trying to make the um, selection procedures more in line with The able-bodied selection procedures and these are all things that I've done in the past especially through the young riders Um, obviously we're trying to field a team for the WEG but we also need to be interested in the development of having more opportunities for more para riders across the country and so that's also one of the things that we're trying to do and then we need to Pay attention to our U twenty five riders and how to bring them along, how to find them, how to bring them along, and how to develop this so that the sport continues to grow. And rather, and there's a challenge that every
0: single discipline, breed, association that we ever talk to is that U twenty five problem and challenge. Uh, it, it it seems to be across the board.
3: Although it's up right now, isn't it? I think the USEF press release said it was just it's it's healthy and growing. It is healthy
14: and it is growing. I I go back when dinosaurs did dressage and we didn't have any juniors at the North American um, Young Rider Championships, so we added that division. And as you know, that's been something that's been going for the NHAYRC has been about thirty right. years, and we realized that. We needed then to, after they turned 21, we needed to still bring them along. And it was something that we've talked about for a long time. And now we can start developing those programs. You know, Europe is doing that. And we, we actually started talking about U25 before U25 took off in Europe. We had it up to the age of 28. And that's why we decided to do the Rentina Cup. So this, with the para, will fall into some of that same ideology. I don't know if we'll call it Rentina Cup. But when Europe started calling it U25, we always have to sort of follow the same thing that the FDI mandates over there. So we went from 28 down to 25. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll do U30 and U35. And as we get, as we U55, get, there yeah, you go.
0: <laughs> Hope, uh, you, we, oh, since we started Horse Radio Network, you've been on.
15: I have, yeah. um, you know, just to piggyback off of what Roberta just said, I am, um, Uh, on the FEI technical committee in Lucerne, uh, Switzerland. And we do have, I am also the chair of the new youth program. So we are developing um, a young youth 25 program. We have new tests that will um, be um, a pilot program this year that will bring out um, more riders and give more opportunities. So I, I'm really excited about that. And that's worldwide. So we're going to hear a lot more about this program. It's a pilot year. And then I expect in 2019, the FBI is talking about bringing back the young rider program for para, which will, you know, I think it'll help the young rider mm-hmm. program also because it's, been a little bit of, um, you know, disconnect um, over the years trying to get um, these young people together in one location. Um, and I, I think this will be a bonus <laughs> for all of us. Let's end this with, um, you know,
0: Samantha and I and at the Horse Radio Network in general have been following for 10 years now. And I think that we're probably more excited about the U.S.
15: right now than we have been in the last 10 years. Are you? I'm extremely excited. Um, Over the last couple of years, we have grown. And just bringing on Michelle Asseline, um, you know, and his expertise, um, I think it's given us a, a rebirth and um some more recognition that um we are you know high performance sport um and i i the challenge is you know it's a big country but i think we're slowly bringing it together and he is you know his outreach and his um methods are contagious and it's given us a lot of hope to um succeed and uh, I'm very excited to see what the future, especially going forward for 2020, Tokyo. Uh, I think it's very promising. We have some new horse rider combinations coming up and the growth. Every time we have a competition, we, we get more riders calling us and say, you know, I want to be part of this. So that's very encouraging.
0: Well, thank you for all you've done over the years, too. Thank you for helping us. Uh, uh, no, you, I don't think that we'd be here today if it wasn't for you and all of your efforts and your tireless uh, work. In, I in don't all know of this. about that, yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah.
15: you know, it's it's my pleasure and um, it's my passion, and I want to I want to see us get back on that pony.